Hello and welcome to my podcast. I'm Kim Akrig and we are talking about how to combine the metaphysical and the physical and manifest the business of your dreams. If you want to learn how to combine the woo and the work ethic, strategy and manifestation, stay tuned. This is for you. So you've probably heard about Mercury being in retrograde at some point in time during the year, and this actually happens multiple times during the year. But Mercury is not the only planet that can go into retrograde or that its movement is going to affect us because we're all on Earth, we're all part of the solar system, and all of the planets are basically affecting us all of the time. And if that sounds really overwhelming for you, I totally get it. And I also have the perfect solution for you. So if you've been here for a while, you know that I love the Magic of Eye Astrology Planners. They are honestly the most beautiful planners I have ever seen. And if you go over to my Instagram feed, you will see them for yourself. They just look stunning. And this year they have released a whole bunch of new colors. I just picked up one in a beautiful moss green because I am loving green at the moment. And so basically what you're going to get when you get a Magic of Eye planner is not just a planner for the year that's also going to help you plan your week. It also comes with like optimum time life guides. So what this is, is they've broken down the astrological transits of every single day of the entire year, and they tell you what's the best use of your energy for each day. They also mention when Mercury is in retrograde, so you can make sure you're not buying any electronics or making any hasty decisions with your communication during that time. But it also through each month and through each astrological season is going to help you learn how to harness that energy of the what's going on with the planets, of what's going on with the stars, so that you can be really using that energy to your best advantage. And if you're new to astrology, basically the way I would break it down is like imagine having a weather forecast that was actually accurate for the rest of the year. So you know like, okay, this week it might be a little bit more challenging for communication. Maybe I'll plan to have those important conversations at a different time of year. And it's also a really incredible manifestation and goal setting guide because it gives you space to write down your monthly goals, your intentions, your actionable steps to get there. And it's just a really overall incredible astrology learning tool for beginners. So if all of that sounds good to you and you know you want to get your hands on one, as well as they also have amazing matching planners and other like moon phase calendars. And with the code Kim Acrig, that will save you 10% off everything on their website and you they make amazing gifts as well like if someone gave this to me I would be so excited so yeah head on over to their website which is magicofi.com the link is in the show notes if you're like out driving right now and you can't write that down but yeah the code is Kim Acrig and I can't wait for you to get your hands on these Hello, my friends. I hope you're having a great day wherever you're listening from. Today, we are talking about four ways. I wrote down in my notes three, but it's actually four. Four ways negative emotions are keeping you stuck. And I know it sounds really weird to say that you are addicted to negative emotions because we're like, no, aren't we like addicted to things that like 
aren't we addicted to like dopamine or like things that give us pleasure or things that make us feel good. And like, while yes, you can be addicted to all of those things, um, we also, we get addicted to emotional states. And when I say we get addicted to emotional states, I don't mean in the normal sense of addiction. I more mean that it's like, we feel like a certain emotional set point feels familiar to us. And so whether that's feeling like guilty or whether that's feeling like you're like not as good as everyone else or whatever it is, that kind of becomes your default mode. And so the mind loves the familiar, like the mind does not like new things. It doesn't want you to try new things. It doesn't want you to go out there and achieve your goals. It wants you to stay the way that you are now. And the reason that this is, is because your mind is hardwired for you to survive, not necessarily to thrive. And like when we look at this from a biological standpoint, it's like your brain, if it had its way, it just wants you to keep the human race going. So whether that's something that you consciously want, your brain is hardwired to do things that are going to keep you safe, that are going to make you suspicious of new things, that is going to make it so that you don't go and try different things. And the reason for this is, is because the person who keeps doing what they already have, like while maybe they are not emotionally thriving, your brain knows that you're safe because you're alive still. So you are, you're still here, you're functioning, whatever you've done in the past to get to this point, it's, it's considered it okay because you're still around. So whether this is what you want to be familiar or not is a completely different story. So the first way is like, this is why we can self-sabotage um, something good in our lives. Like whether that's like, you feel like you've elevated yourself into a new level of your business, but all of a sudden you find yourself like procrastinating or like you're supposed to do something for a client that you're really excited about, but all of a sudden you feel so nervous and you're like scared to fail. And then it kind of becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because maybe you don't do the things that you need to, to make this job as good as it could be. Or maybe you're like in a relationship and you like your conscious mind is like, I want to be in this relationship, but maybe it's like a really healthy relationship and you're not used to that or you're not used to having the drama. So you subconsciously create drama in the relationship to either like blow it up to meet your expectations or to bring it back to a level of what feels familiar to you. Like we end up self-sabotaging and it looks like self-sabotage from the outside, but your mind has a really good reason because according to your mind, like this different situation is a threat. It feels unusual. It doesn't feel normal to you. So it's going to do what it can subconsciously to bring you back to a level of where you feel comfortable. So whether that's like blowing up the relationship or like spending all your money, if you're like not used to having like a certain wealth set point. And the, the second thing is, is you can want something, but not, but like stop yourself from doing what you actually need 
to get it. And this is kind of one of those things where society will be like, oh, well, you just need to work harder or you just need to put in more effort or you just need to be more disciplined or you need to be more motivated. And it's like, while all of these things on their own, those are great. But if your subconscious programming doesn't support you doing the thing or there's some there's always like some kind of like a secondary benefit and it might not be obvious but it's often there to protect you in some kind of a weird way because your mind is your mind is so smart like it wants to keep you safe and it's like oh okay this thing feels really weird or unusual or unfamiliar to us so we don't know how we feel about that we're going to bring this back to a way that we know it's going to be okay <laughs> and this like one of the big examples I see is like with people who want to lose weight and like while they're doing all the right things, like they're exercising, they're being mindful of what they're eating, like on paper, you're like, this person should be losing weight, but for some reason they're not. And a lot of the times like that extra weight is a form of protection. So it's like your body is almost like, no, having this weight here is protecting me, whether that's protecting me from negative attention or protecting me from people noticing me. It's got some kind of a secondary benefit and your conscious mind usually isn't aware of this. So your conscious mind will be like, I want to lose the weight, but your subconscious mind is like, well, no, because this weight is protecting you and your subconscious is always going to win in this um, fight it's always going to be the thing that wins because your subconscious is like 85% in power in the driver's seat and your conscious mind is just such a little tiny fraction of that. It has no chance. And so it's like your, your conscious mind can only really actively pay attention to things for a very limited amount of time. And as soon as you're not consciously paying attention to things, or if you have like a lot of other stuff on your plate, like say you're stressed about other things, you'll often default back to that subconscious programming because your your brain wants to save energy and so it's just going to have those old habits take over essentially so it's like you can be like yes i want this but all of a sudden i just don't feel motivated to do the things that i need to do or i find myself procrastinating all the time and not doing it or like i want to make more money but i just feel like i am spending it all as soon as it comes in and i'm just like recreating this pattern over and over and it doesn't matter how much money there is in my bank account i just keep repeating it so this is where it's like i really think that society kind of fails us in telling us like oh you just need to be more disciplined you need to be more motivated i'm like i trust that you on some level, you are motivated to do this because why else would you want it? You're motivated. But we have to look at like, what are the negative emotions that are like keeping you there? Like, what is that subconscious programming that keeps you repeating this over and over? Is there some kind of like a secondary benefit that you get from feeling this way? So Number three, like the third way is like I was kind of saying, like your mind is so smart. Your mind, your subconscious mind is like doing all these things in the background all the time, whether you're asleep, whether you're awake, it's always working. So it is always going to do the things that it feels like it needs to do to bring you back to a place where it feels comfortable because the mind loves the familiar and it doesn't like the unfamiliar. So if the thing that is comfortable to you is feeling 
really guilty about spending, it's like you're probably going to recreate those situations where you feel guilty about spending. Or if like the thing that feels familiar to it is like, say you, you want to like get on top of your weight and like control what you're eating and stuff. But next thing you know, you just find that you've put all these things in your cart and where you've eaten them. And then afterwards you're like, why did I do that? Like, it almost feels like you are outside of yourself doing these things where you're like, I don't actually want to be doing this yet. I just find myself doing them. Like, why is that? And that's your subconscious mind at work. It's, it's always bringing you back to the place that you feel comfortable, the place that feels familiar and ultimately ends up keeping you stuck because you're trying to address it from the conscious mind and not from the subconscious mind. And the way that your your brain works is we have neuroplasticity, which is really great. And basically what that means is you have the ability to change your brain. It's not like whatever you have in your brain is set in stone and that's what you get forever. It's not like that. It means that the more you make something a habit, the more your brain will default to that thing. And this is why when I, I tell my RTT clients, like you get a personalized hypnosis recording to listen to for at least 21 days after we finish our session. And the reason that we do this is because that's the amount the bare minimum amount of time that it takes to form those new neural networks. So by when you work with your subconscious mind, and you tell it over and over, no, this is how I want to be. This is how I want to show up. When this happens, this is what I do. And all of a sudden your mind starts to get it. And it's like, oh, okay. So it's kind of like upgrading your computer software. It's like you, you tell, okay, this is how we're going to do things now. And you repeat that over and over and over. That's the key with neuroplasticity is repetition is key. You want to just keep doing it over and over. And then next thing you know, you're like, oh, this thing that I found really hard to do before all of a sudden it's really easy or like this thing that I used to always focus on, I don't focus on that anymore. So it's, it's really like learning how to work with your brain instead of against it and not getting angry with yourself or feeling like you're not disciplined enough or like not motivated enough or not trying hard enough. Cause I really feel like we just live in a society that tells us that like hard work is the solution to everything. And if you just work hard, you will succeed and, we definitely know that is not true. <laughs> while while working hard is helpful at times and is definitely useful and is admirable for something, it's not the only thing that is going to change or it's not the only thing that's going to help you achieve your goals. And it's like, even if you work, like the people who work the hardest that have like three jobs, they're not the multimillionaires. It's like it takes a whole new like way of thinking about how to work. It's like work smarter, not harder. Like if we look at the like Jeff Bezoses of the world or the Elon Musk, like, yes, they do work hard, but at the same time, there's more to it than that. Like if it was just hard work, we would all be multimillionaires and that's not the case. So it's like, we really need to look at like, what is the subconscious programming that is keeping us in those feelings that is keeping us stuck in the place that we're at. So the fourth, I've sort of been touching on this, but it's like the subconscious uses your habits. Like it kind of takes that programming that has been primarily programmed between the ages of zero to seven is when you're basically in a hypnotic brain state as you move through the world. Like this is why like when kids are playing and they've got like a toy horse, but they're like, no, this is a real horse. To them, it is real because their brain is in that hypnotic brain state and like what it tells it, it is real. 
So we primarily take our programming from the world that we experience from the ages of zero to seven. So really going back to this the stage in your life and taking a look at like, what was the primary feelings going on? And really looking at like the household you grew up in, what were the primary feelings of like your parents or your caregivers? Like, did they feel stressed? Did they feel anxious? Did they feel relaxed? Did they feel caring? And it's like, when you start to look at how they were showing up, you can get a really good indication of like, where you might be stuck. Because whether it's good or bad, as a child, we see all these things, we process it through our developmental stage as a child, create those beliefs in our subconscious, and then we just play them out for the rest of our lives. And unless you do something intentionally to change it. And this is why so often it's like when you see families with generational wealth and you're like, well, like they, they were just given that money, but it's like, well, yes, they were given that money, but they were also given that subconscious programming around how to be around wealth, how to have that money, how to invest it, how to like do all of those things where it's like, if you take someone who it's like from the opposite of that situation and you put them in that situation, it would be like, that solves all their problems. No, it wouldn't because they're not the person that like, as bad as the sound, they're not the kind of person that that's like a normal reality for. It would feel extremely unfamiliar to them. And they would probably like not know how to act in it because your brain is like, I don't know what to do right now. This feels completely unfamiliar. So that's why it's like, it's not just necessarily the circumstances that you're born into. Or I think a lot of the time we think, oh, well, if I just had more money that would solve all of my problems, it wouldn't. It's like, you have to change the version of yourself to being the person that supports the life you're trying to create. It's like how like people say like, what you got you here won't get you there. It's like, you have to change. And I don't mean this in a negative way, like you have to change who you are as a person, but it's like, you have to change your belief systems in order for you to create that next version reality level that you want, because it's like, you're not gonna get there if you're trying to create from the same level of like subconscious beliefs that is creating the situation that you're in now. You have to change those beliefs in order to get something different. So just as an example, I wanted to share like something in the past that I sort of noticed that I was doing is um, I, would, <laughs> I would online shop and then afterwards I would feel guilty about it. And I, at first I was kind of like, why is this such a challenging thing to overcome? Like, why do I keep like doing this over and over again? It's like, I would do it and then I would feel guilty. And then like two weeks later I would do it again. And I was like, why is this going on? And then I really realized that for me, there was like a strong addiction to the feeling of guilt around buying things. And I was really thinking back to like how I grew up and like how it felt if I like like what I saw modeled to me or like if I bought something like how did that feel and it was like I had grown up with this association that you have to feel guilty when you buy yourself stuff so it was like I was recreating that pattern of being like well when you buy yourself stuff you just have to feel guilty and it's like the way the subconscious works you would just go over and over and do that over and over again until I realized I was like we don't have to feel addicted to the guilt like I think the thing that people want to do is they want to go from like feeling a negative emotion to being like way on the other end of the scale of like a super positive experience about it. And I think the really important thing is, is like neutralizing the feeling first, like instead of trying to go from like zero to a hundred, like instead of that, just try and release the emotional charge around 
that experience. And there's multiple ways that you can do this, but um, like when you kind of reduce that emotional charge and you clear out that old emotional energy around that, then it frees you up to, to show up in a completely different way in the future. So this is where like with RTT, it really allows you to quickly get into your subconscious and be like, okay, I have this pattern. I'm doing this thing over and over. Let's understand where did that come from? Okay. Now that I've understood where it came from, I'm like, what were the beliefs I had about it? And then when you get clear on the beliefs that you have, that's when you can start to change them and you can look at them from an objective and be like, well, is that really what I want to believe now? And if not, like what's something better that I can choose to believe instead? But because we do this on a subconscious level and we completely bypass working with the conscious mind, it's able to happen so much faster. And that's why it's like called rapid transformational therapy, because you can get those like breakthroughs and that understanding a lot quicker than if you're just trying to talk about it in your conscious mind. I think we've all had the experience of like, you can talk about an issue forever and ever and ever and not have it be resolved. And that's because you're just talking about it from a conscious level. And a lot of the times, like the way your brain works is like it thinks sometimes talking about a problem, it sort of gets like that dopamine hit of like satisfaction. But so you feel better afterwards, but you don't actually change what you're doing. And it ultimately just keeps you stuck because your conscious mind has no idea why it's doing these things. It's such a small part of how your brain operates. So with RTT, you're able to get in there quickly, understand what's the block on a subconscious level, you're able to transform it. And then like the change continues with that recording that you listen to for 21 days after. But the amazing thing about it is like, it's like you don't have to keep going back week after week after week and just talking about the same thing over and over and over because ultimately that just makes you better at talking about your problems. So it like most of the people I work with experience, like they're able to clear these patterns and blocks in one session, sometimes two, but generally speaking for most things, it gets cleared in one session and then it's like you're free of it forever because you've changed it in your subconscious mind. It becomes effortless then because it's just like your new programming. So I hope this was helpful for you. And as I mentioned on last week's episode, we are doing um, a special pricing for one-to-one -one RTT sessions, which is 444, which is a 34% discount because I will be turning 34 this year. So yes, if you are feeling called to clear out those old blocks and just create a whole new way of being so you can accomplish whatever it is you're wanting to accomplish this year, I would absolutely love to work with you if your intuition feels like it's a fit. And yeah, you can book a session using the link via the show notes or reach out on Instagram. I'm at kim.acrig over there if you have some questions. And yeah, that's it from me for today. And I will talk to you soon.